crudely drawn swords. It's easier not to be wise. <laughs> I'm your host and GM, Ben Moxon. You can find me on Twitter at Glenatron. You can find the music that I write for the show on crudelyformedchords.bandcamp.com and you can find the podcast in your ears right this second. This is it. I hope you're enjoying it. With me are four hawks and they're the best four we've got right now. They are in alphabetical order. Hello, I'm Ali. I play Enigma. Uh, I am Gwyn. I play Percy. I am Pete. I play Adam. And I am Stuart. And I play Tristan. When last we saw our heroes, they had ascended out of the pit in which lay the um, the body of one of the dragons beneath, named Ram Kellek. And at the surface, they had met several knights, one from the Inquisition, um, one from Merope's Order, and a smith enchanter. And those people had provided Percy with a scroll marked with the sevenfold seal that marked him as knight commander of all church forces in the Western Kingdoms. He's got a job to do. The Hawks had a conversation regarding whether maybe Adam might be from the distant future, somewhere far beyond their <clears throat> the uh, actions that they're trying to pursue right now, and if so, whether they could learn something about the new structure of the world from his time, and whether that meant that they needed to add some kind of trap to prevent people from breaking everything in the future. As the session ended, Tristan had felt in the far distance the mountainous force in the harmony of the world that he has come to recognise as Ambiforax in the far distance. And then he felt a second similar force moving in a different direction. And that was where we ended. Which is obviously where I'd like to pick it up. Yeah, okay, so Tristan, you, you've just felt this car shift in the distance. So I know one of them is Ambiforax, for sure. Yes. Uh, for reasons that may become clear later or not. <gasps> Wink's nose. <laughs> that is quite a nose wink. Uh, sorry, Taps Eye. <laughs> um, so, the other one I'm going to sort of assume is possibly Banbury, but what I want to do is confirm that, and at the same time I want to do some sort of espionage. I want to go in, last time I I rode the rodeo, I, uh, you know, I went in, I... I, I landed on Ambiforax and he bucked hard and the next 400 slash 500 years of my life were quite unpleasant. So <laughs> I'm going in James Bond style um, because I've kind of got a feel for his, you know, like I say, from my experiments, and again, Percy will discuss this, I think there might be a, a way to defeat Ambiforax locked in my ghost book. We'll, we'll discuss that later. But through all my... <laughs> 
my magical science. I've got a I've got a feel for Ambiforax now, so I'm pretty sure I can I can scout around because he's a big, powerful shark, but he's he's kind of lumbering because he's a, there's a lot of power there. Whereas I'm quite insignificant by comparison, so I can kind of like a um, a lamprey. Are those the ones that stick to the bottom of the sharks? Yeah, uh, a reborer. That's it, little sucker fish, or more accurately, <laughs> I'm like a little sucker fish rather than the makeup I was last time. Um, so I'm thinking first. What I kind of want to do is I'm going to take take a small. I'm going to use one of our little pots, and I'm going to take a small em some some embers from the fire and sort of make my own little sort of secluded camp, just a few feet away from everyone else. And I want to take the the dragon, the little bit I've chipped off of the dragon. Um, yeah, the scale, and just kind of sink into a trance where I'm sort of trying to take the the vibrations of the scale and see how that affects the music, and then see if I can feel what the second ping was and if it if the vibrations line up basically, and if okay, they work yes. similarly first, and yeah, then I'll sure. spy on Ambi. Um, so. So, what, what are you hoping to learn from that? I guess confirming that the second ping is Banbury and whether or not I can then effectively keep my eye on those two. Because if I can spy on those two, that's going to be damn useful for us. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm going to take... Mm, it's pretty gross, but I'm going to pull out my little bag of plastic bag of hairs... And I'm going to empty <laughs> empty a few hairs onto the dragon scale, and then I'm going to take one of the embers and tss, this little tendril of pube smoke sort of wafts up, and everyone, <coughs> what the hell is that smell? Shh, I need absolute silence. Don't talk about the pube smell. And then I'm going to, I'm breathing it in. Oh, oh, I'm getting the vibes. And then I'm going to go into the pube trance. <laughs> edit, veto, edit that out. I don't want that. Too late. That's too far. That's pube gross. Trance. I think that's the name of the episode. That is not, that is not my, that is not my deal. Actually, it's, it's dangerously walking the line between toilet humour, but not quite. So you're going to try and find the sympathetic, a draconic resonance. Yes, which then... The theory is that when I find that resonance, I can then mix Bambri's resonance, and I feel that the two should roughly equal one Bambri dragon, is my theory. But I don't know if it'll work or not. That's a pretty good theory. Might work, might not. This sounds like uh, real magic to me. Uh-oh. Give me an intelligence roll. What if I'm singing whilst I do it? <laughs> I'm burning up some pubes and pubes and pubes. <laughs> I put them on the scale and burn them all away. Ta-da! Apart from the absolute silence. No one else is allowed to join in singing, but I am. Right, now do I get to use charisma? Is that in that Disney film? <laughs> that, that is actually a Disney classic, yes. Yeah. It's from the sequel to Tangled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do not. I don't like what I've started. I'll be honest. I regret this completely. Okay. Okay. Give me that charisma roll. Let's see what we find. Yeah. It'd be, be funny if you still manage to fail. Of course, it. I'm going to spaff it. I've clicked it, but nothing's <laughs> happening. Give it a moment. There we go. An intermediate success. Cox. 
<clears throat> yeah. So you do feel a certain resonance that comes from the right direction. You can't tell if it's a resonance with Bambury or a resonance with one of the other deep dragons. Okay. So it comes from the east, but the two powers you felt, neither of them lines up with it. Wait, so both pings are not the same as this third ping I've now found? What you've now found is a direction that a dragon is in. And that may well be Bambury. To the east, and Ambiforax is also yeah. heading there, or...? Or coming away from there, you think. Uh, uh, as in Ambiforax is either going to or coming up. He's in the rough area as well. Yes, Imagine there was blood in the water and the shark had circled, yeah. but then was swimming away. Mm-hmm. And imagine that there was a second shark swimming away. And to you, the second feels more like Ambiforax than it feels like the dragon. Okay, I think I understand. I also don't know if I understand. Were the two pings close to each other originally? Did they? Feel- they were, but they seem to be moving apart slightly. Okay, interesting. Imagine that you had a kind of dragon-shaped thing like this. So imagine your dragon was straight to the east. It's not, it's a little northeast, but for these purposes. Slightly northeast, you see one. Slightly southeast, you see the other. Neither of them feels draconic. Neither feels draconic. The Draconic is in the line straight on, and these two powers are not of the same type. They do not resonate with this scale. Okay, I'll obviously walk back walk back to the fire and explain my findings to the Hawks um, in the hopes that they... I don't know, I don't know if we can do anything with that information or if it makes a bit more sense to them. But I do get Draconic Resonance in the middle, did we say? Yeah, yeah, there is a Draconic Resonance there. Okay, and then there's two powers going in the opposite directions. Yes. Uh, away from each other. Yes. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I'll relay this to Percy and the crew. Oh, was, he, was that Tristan? Um, not sure, just done a little right. A little, uh, a little wrong, if you will. Um, <laughs> hmm. There's two powers, one of which is Ambiforax. I was trying to see if I can find where Bambury was going, get a bit of spine on. But I found a draconic resonance effectively straight ahead of us, you know. And there's two entities that are going in opposite directions away from them. And I can't tell if one's Bambury. I mean, I feel like it's fair to assume one is still going to be Bambury. uh, The other one is Ambiforax. Okay. But I'm not sure. So there's a dragon straight ahead of us, and Bambury's going um, one way, and Ambithorax is going the other way. And they're both going away from it. I think they're both going away from it, which... Did I get the sense that the resonance was like an echo, Ben? Like, it's now dead and gobbled, or... It could well be, yes. Or I... there could be a living dragon. That's really what the seven means here, is you're not very clear. But what is clear is that... Neither of the other two felt like a dragon. That's what's confusing me, because I, I maybe 
Kababri could be back in human form. I don't know if that's an option for him now, but one of those sources of power that's just left what I assume may be a sleeping or may now be a dead drake doesn't feel draconic. Yeah, neither of those two feels draconic. I can't think of... You have Kellett's journal as well. You could definitely spout law on this if someone felt like trying to spout law. I want to do it. I never get to spout law. It's and an intelligence then, uh, roll. Who has the highest intelligence, Percy? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Yeah, but you always land your spout laws. Hold on. I'll see what I can spout and then Percy can spout. Here we go. <laughs> intelligence. An intermediate success. Double seven. Fuck off. <laughs> on a 10 plus, the GM will tell you something interesting and useful about the subject relevant to your situation. On a 7 to 9, the GM will only tell you something interesting. <laughs> Not necessarily to do with the topic. Fact about seals. Uh, it's on to you to make it useful. As you go through Kellex journal, looking at the paths he mentions... Oh, is this like a private journal? Do you find a bit about how he fancies somebody that he's travelling with, but just can't pluck up the courage? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this... This really hot ghost with a handlebar moustache shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> what you find, Tristan, in the journal, it does mention Amberforex under the name The Cloud of Teeth. And within that, it mentions that Amberforex is one of seven. Oh, okay. It is not the only power of that magnitude. I think the best thing, and I guess I'm talking to Percy and the crew... I, I the the little ping that I got there's still a a residue there so I think if I can I'm going to spend the rest of this evening effectively trying to study it from afar I don't know how much I can gain but now that I've got a a little pinprick of like a little hint of their their residue I'm going to see if I can slowly sort of tease the threads for the rest of the night and sort of try and gain any information as to what's is there nothing else about this, these seven baddies then in the book? Or does it just say there's seven of them? It offers names for all of them. Um, the parching breath, the surge of unravelling, the madness of crowds, the ruin of mountains, the sky's fever, and the malformed flesh are also name-checked. They sound like a good bunch, honestly. Yeah, they sound friendly. Like good friends that you want to hang out with. I reckon we got the best one, to be fair. And the Cloud of Teeth is their boss, basically. He's the leader, or is he on equal footing with them? On an equal footing. They are the fundamental powers of chaos. And does it go into much more detail about what each of them kind of did or do? Not, like the... not really, except that it does mention that the Surge of Unravelling, um, also known as Saganak, is the only one they had seen no intervention from. It's recorded in law, but no one had ever witnessed its presence or its creatures or creations. Uh, one other thing, Tristan, that I think makes sense that we could talk about is that so Tristan's book that he created, mm. I feel like 
when Tristan was pulled back from his time in hell, he was still quite fragmentary. Like, he did lose a lot over that time. Mm. And that's part of why he can't just reconstruct it. Because he doesn't have all the memories that can compose yeah. it. Yeah, I like that. Like, when I pop back now, it's back to normal character, but the Tristan at the end of those 500 years was very different to yeah. crazy old dick-wang Tristan as is now. <laughs> like, I had I had fashioned myself clothes. At the end of it, I was ashamed of my nudity. I was like... <laughs> I was... I, I wore a shawl covering my face. Do not look at me! <laughs> it was... It was real, real character growth. I, I partook of no meats. I, uh, <laughs> I had forsaken the old ways. And then right at the end, I, I was as Buddha, just, I was sitting, <laughs> meditating on a rock. Yeah, people like that. And even when the rabbit <laughs> threw itself into the fire, eh, I refused Ooh. to eat it. Yeah. Thus making its its sacrifice meaningless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. its sacrifice was meaningless. And I was like, bloody rabbit, I told you I wasn't going to eat you. Yeah, rabbits are stupid. Yeah, stupid The rabbit, rabbit dived into the fire. It was like, Tristan, I am your god. You're like, oh, yeah. not this again. I can't believe people are still playing this prank. I was so good with Percy. No, I am your god. I was so good. So funny. So while Tristan is scanning the horizons, mm. Percy, Adam, and Enigma, you've you've just heard this information, and you also have Sir Aramanthe, Sir Alexis, and Ellen Farnside with you, and they're now washing up breakfast, I guess. <laughs> um, very good. Which they provided very very well, in fairness. Mm-hmm. Terrible washing up. Left bits around the edge. Sir Alexis is a, quite a good cook, apparently. So they are also around, and I believe that you were planning to set out some discussions, but also you might have had other questions for them. Um, I think that we'd spoken to them previously about some plan involving beacons. Yes, that's correct. So um, that, that's kind of their sort of standing instructions. Um, but we were, Adam had been asking um, about how we go about building in some kind of contingency, or perhaps we were thinking about how we go about building in some kind of contingency. So when we negotiate a reforging of the the world, it doesn't just lead to the exact predicaments that uh, <laughs> his place finds itself in now. Um, and I think we were hoping to work out whether or not it was possible to go there or find out a bit more information about what's happening in his realm or time or whatever it is. Yeah. So, Adam, how, how we came to meet you in the Land of the Dead and you were transported there due to a ritual of some sort? Yes, the uh, mage scholars were conducting a ritual to send me to the Land of the Dead. And we might have covered this before, but... Was it a one-way mission, or were you ever intending to get back there somehow? Uh, yes, I, I'd like to return. I'd very much like to return. How are you planning on doing that? Adam, mm -hmm. the main part of your plan is the river. That was what allows you to travel into different time periods with your body as a solid thing. Can you remember what that looked like? I thought it was like an orb. Yeah, I think so too. 
like quite small. Yeah. Kind of like marble size, basically. How best to explain this, Percy? Uh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can have a stab if you want. Um, Elephant. Once upon a time, there was a big ritual and um, whoosh, you ended up in the land of the dead. Um, and then you needed to barter with a, a washerwoman uh, in order to get back home. I, I honestly don't know how you were planning on doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but the washerwoman turns out to be three fey in a trench coat. It's so plausible. <laughs> okay, so Adam reaches into his into his jacket pocket and uh, takes out what looks like to be like a marble, but put into a sort of frame. Yeah. And it's clear. Ah. And he says, "You framed your marble. You want to play marbles? <laughs> this, this can. I could use this. I can use this as a focus to get back to my time, but with the help of some wizardly types. As in, you would need to find wizardly types this end, or you, do you just like ring a bell and they they construct a marble run?" You slot it in. Well, <laughs> a marble. Yeah, no, they they each slowly pull a straw out until the marble drops, and then off they go. Knocks <laughs> down a bunch of dominoes. Yeah, spins around in the wheel. Little, a little rocket goes. And it catches the mouse. I mean, you you recognise? We've seen these marbles before, or we've seen magic marbles before, haven't we? Just for those that may not be going. Have we? Yeah, they did. They didn't look like this. This is a somewhat different thing. But you have seen magic marbles before. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's fair to say magic marble. You know, if, if his magic marble's slightly bigger than the magic marbles we've seen, we're not going to just dismiss them and go probably unrelated. Seen one magic marble, seen them all. Yeah, Bambri's magic marbles. Remember that shop he opened up in Arashar? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but didn't he just use those to like blow shit up? Or something. Well, yeah, but I mean, magic marbles, magic marbles. <laughs> Magic's Everyone all the loves same, magic it? marbles. Yeah, that was his tagline for the shop as well. <laughs> I don't know. It might be, um, might be something. Might be nothing. But you know. Yeah. So, Adam, what you recall of the river is that it contains an entire river, from source to ocean. And it encompasses all the time and potential that river contained. And so the amount of power to create it is vast. Um, <clears throat> but that time and potential is roughly equivalent to your lifetime. And so you essentially are able to carry your own time with you, rather than being bound to the time you were born. I explain that to Percy. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, explain that one, mofo. <laughs> I don't follow. T break it down for me. In your own words, <laughs> not repeating anything. <laughs> so it's something to do with marbles. R no, rivers. Rivers, rivers and marbles. All right, well, we'll find a river, chuck your marble in and... Right, imagine... Right, okay, look. So... Like, you know how a river flows from a source to a mouth, right? I've heard tell. Well, imagine if you could encompass all of that, but in a very small space, including its time. Be a lot of fish. 
and that's what's in the marble. You see, and then you've 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 stopped that flow, so you can go to any point in that flow. Yeah, but you're still just standing in a river. Well, you never go across the same river twice. <laughs> so, is this river in inside that marble? Yes. What happens if we swallow the marble? <laughs> you won't get thirsty for a while. Don't do that. <laughs> Too late, <Whoop. laughs> sucker. Hmm. Yeah, on, on the frame in tiny letters it says, "Do not eat." For display purposes only. You tried to direct sunlight. <laughs> Made in Hong Kong. <laughs> it's like a... Right, okay. So, hence you can use it as a focus to travel back and forth through your time. But you you don't know how to activate it yourself. You need the wizards to do it. Whoever these wizard types are. Is that right? Or you do know how to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't exactly know how to how to use it all i know is that is what it does for me which is allows me to travel safely through the lands of the dead well relatively safely okay um so how is that but aren't you from the lands of the dead i'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from sakavalon and i say kill them all <laughs> um okay adam Mind if I have a little... Uh, I, I haven't started my all-night ritual yet, by the way. I'm going to wait till everyone goes to bed and I'll just be grumpy and tired in the morning. That's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can I... Uh, mind if I have a little looky-look at the marble? I promise I'm not going to do anything wacky with it. You can trust me. We've been through a lot now. <laughs> can, right, look with your eyes. And I hold it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'll start doing my mystical... Oh, I was making my Rolf Harris noises there. Let's edit that out completely. Um, I would like to... Yeah, I'm just going to do a bit of Musica Mundi and see if uh, it's got any resonance within our world and what where it lies within the harmony. Yeah, okay. Give me a, give me a Musica Mundi. I've had some pretty big roles with them this evening, so... Yeah. Oh, yes! I gold. Yeah, I'm so damn rich. I knew this was going to pay off eventually. Um, yeah. So oh, hold on. So you it. can bring a nearby disharmony back in line with the true music. Push something nearby from harmony into disharmony. Yes. I just, I just flip it, and the river just explodes out of the glass. Conceal yourself within the harmony. Interesting. I forgot about that. Yeah, like it's sometimes useful to check what your moves do. Although yeah. we've made this into more of a kind of general use of the <laughs> yeah. harmony by this point. Yeah, it's just a, <laughs> I want to do something, kind of do it, roll the dice and find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, what you feel is the surface of this thing in the harmony. And then within that, you feel another resonant layer. And then another layer within that. And the more layers you feel, it's kind of like, what if an onion, but the further into the onion you went, the bigger the layers got. Like, it's not dense, it's just huge and small. Mm. In a way but that it, really... But they're on the inside. It, it's really, yeah, and related to time travel. <laughs> no one knows how. But 
It is really weird. You've never encountered anything like this. But it's this still completely different. But it's still any... of the harmonies as we as I understand them. You can still perceive it with the harmony. You so don't it's still... know if you could make it with harmony. Ooh, I hadn't even thought of trying to make it with harmony. To be fair, I just wanted um, to make to see if it was um, effectively just see if they have the same harmony as as the harmonies work the same in Adam's world as well, and it seems they do. Or that you can read something from Adam's world with the harmony that you have here. Ooh, that's also true. That could go a little bit either way, but yes, this is an incredibly complex and very powerful like object do i feel like i could smash it if i wanted to not going to but i mean it does it feel like it's something that could be physically broken by someone or if it is bigger than like if, if it's almost indestructible because it's super magic like you couldn't whack it with a sword and it would explode if you whacked it with a sword it would not explode you can feel something about it is also about Adam. As in, it is part of Adam's harmony too. You think that if it was destroyed, he would probably be destroyed? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whisper to Percy, idiots just revealed his weakness. <laughs> <laughs> just, just try and get hold of that marble. We need that marble. <laughs> I really, I really, really... I really think we should swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, otherwise I was going to try and do some sleight of hand and palm it off to Enigma, who's going to hand me back a fake marble that we give back to Adam. Here, we're your friends still. <laughs> you were the bad guys all along. Like, we, we, we told you we were. We're terrible people. We give him an exploding marble in its place, so he goes to try yes. and time travel somewhere within his own lifetime amazing just bursts into flames <laughs> and we appear to him in the form of a hologram that only adam can see and hear yeah the other thing about it though is that it is a passive power like it's not something you invoke or you generate an effect from it is something that passively exists and has a mm. constant effect Okay, well, I'll basically tell Adam all of that so he's got a little bit more knowledge as as what he's got, as to what he's got, if he's interested. Nah, mate. Yes. Don't give a shit. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Tristan. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, that's a pretty amazing little thing you got there. Look after it. So how can we, how can we use that, Tristan? How can we use it? What we would like to do, so Adam had discussed previously that there is some great threat within his world that is basically tearing open pockets of reality or law or whatever it is, pockets of the world mm. um, and that is causing things to go awry and I, we wanted to see like what the process was for that so that we could sure. work out how to build something in against it. Okay. Um, so is it possible to use this marble to scry into what's actually happening uh, in his time uh, in some way or should we swallow it <laughs> uh, I mean I'll obviously relay that as I looked into it the deeper you go the 
the the bigger it gets. So there is, in a, I don't know, classic just yeah. <laughs> he's back. He's back. <laughs> Ow! He's got his wang out. No, but no, no, no more enlightenment for this Tristan. Yeah, no, well, the bigger it gets. Stuart has been enlightened as to how awkward a man just having his penis out is. So maybe Tristan <laughs> won't do it so much anymore. Still playing on your mind, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about it until right now. So, Adam, one thing you know you can do is you can retrace your way through the realms of the dead to somewhere you can access your time. I can? I mean, I'm so glad you're explaining this because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we really mentioned that, but I, I think it's legitimate that as part of the right you would have a way to find your way back to your time. Okay. So if we all make a mess of things, you've got a bug out point. By design, of course, you would have had this. Because of the way that you actually made your way into the realms of the dead, it is not so clear whether that would work properly. Oh, because of the right went wrong. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But what you may be able to do is open a window onto your time from the realms of the dead. Is it possible for somebody to to sort of read my thoughts and I could think about things that I've seen and witnessed? Would that help? If it's possible for us to somehow visualise what you're seeing, then that, that seems... I say that's the simplest, but that is it does at least not involve transporting us over different planes. As you're having this discussion, Aramanthi and Sir Alexis have finished washing up and Ellen is looking around for a convenient space that she could set up a car mobile forge. She's actually getting Sir Alexis. She's got like this small anvil and she keeps getting him to put it in different places. And you can't tell if she's actually trying or she just wants him to carry a heavy anvil around. <laughs> but she's passing and she's like, do you need me to make you something cool? Yes. Uh, sure. What do you need? I will make it. What have you got? No, I mean, what do you need? I can make literally anything. A door to a different reality? Oh, I can't make that, no. Okay, what about, uh, what else would you like? Any other orders? Um, can you make a, a a net for capturing dragons with? Yes, definitely. Up to a maximum size. Oh, cool. C can you make an anti-ambithorax hat pin? <laughs> My existing hat pin has worked up to this date. Never been confronted by ambithorax. I will sell it to you for a very good price. <laughs> Done. <laughs> a thousand gold. Let me just cast a spell. That should cover the cost. <laughs> <laughs> she says, well, I've got set up here. If you have things you want designed or want created, as long as I've got the resources, I'll be able to make them. Um, well, I mean, what we really want to do is somehow use this here marble to see into a different time and or plane whatever it is that uh, I think we're assuming that Adam is from a future timeline but just in case we've been correct on that we want to to, to see the the problem that he's describing she is 
immediately super interested by the marble. Yeah, so maybe some kind of like some kind of lens that we can use to to get some jeweler's glasses and like start and like puts like multi-layer goggles on and starts flipping through different lenses and like peeping around to the left and the right. This is brilliant. Um, Ellen. Yes, Tristan. Um, I was thinking about the final arrears. Mm-hmm. Now, if there, Ellen, if there's some way, so you c- you can work with magic, and you can manipulate magic into your items. I can, yes. Perhaps there's some way to use the spell final arrears. What does that do? That's the one where I sing over a dead body and I get to see as they died. So perhaps there's something we could do with tweaking that magic. Don't kill Adam. I was going (laughs) to say, there's there's a quick way, Adam. Uh, You're not going to like it, but we'll see you back in the land of the dead in a minute. (laughs) Also, that would show you what you just did. (laughs) But like, Percy, I'll figure the case. We killed him. Go <laughs> it. Killer was us all But if you drown him, his life flashes before his yeah. eyes. Surely you'll see that too. That's what I'm thinking. But perhaps we can somehow bastardise the fundamentals of the Musica Mundi. She's like, so this is your singing magic, right? It is. I'm a sky singer, don't you know? I'm going to just kind of lean against the tree nonchalantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says... Very good. The tree's actually quite young, so it kind of bends a bit as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I style it out so it looks like I meant to lean back. I'm, it's actually a bit painful <laughs> on my lower back now, but I'm really tightening my core. Yeah, there's a spell I've got. Um, no, this is really comfy, actually. I hope it springs says, back and flips you across the room. We're not even in the room. She says, very good. I've, uh, I've done a little work with someone who uses musical magic before so i think there is a way there will be a way to encode this wait who was that uh do you know uh the seraglio the seraglio dan de seraglio known as the dandy yeah that's it it is the dandy never heard of him i do know the dandy yes he's been in veil there's been all kinds of interesting people there um has he been it's, singing songs and helping to raise a resistance, by the way? Because that was literally the last thing I told him to do, and I haven't heard a lick of information about that yet. She says, yes, he's done an amazing job. Oh, thank goodness. He's really kept morale high. Good. He has a great he has a great song about the heroes of the wall, actually. It's quite something. Oh, good, because the one I wrote was way too long. It just <laughs> went on forever. It was worse than trains, quite frankly. <laughs> he says, you wrote one. Oh. It's like, oh yeah, you were there, weren't you? You were at the wall. It's funny, his song doesn't mention that. Yeah, I bet it anyway. doesn't. <laughs> and we left on amicable terms, that goon bag. <laughs> the rivalry is back on Dandy. <laughs> Except I'm infinitely more powerful than you remember. I've written a a passably catchy tune for the masses. Fuck off. Fire beam! (laughs) That's what all this was about, Um, wasn't it? Getting back at the dandy. Wait a minute. You're saying he had singing magic too? Interesting. Yes, he seemed to have uh, picked up some 
nothing deeply powerful, but... Yeah, tell me about it. He could empower those around him. That would make sense. We were looking for ways to bind that into magic items, encourage the people around him. So that was around the person carrying it, obviously. And we did find a way to do that. So you have a vision. He has this cool time thing. And you want to share the vision? Yeah, Percy? Uh, Yes, is the answer. I appreciate it's not complicated. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) That is the answer. He says, I see. Well, I think we can put something together for that. She kind of hustles over and says, if anyone wants to help set up a forge here, I'm going to need some heat to build the components. I think I've got what you need. (laughs) (laughs) My tearaway trousers just come off as if they were never even attached. (laughs) Nah, that's grunt work. I'm not doing that. As I suspected. The all four hawks, we just walk away from her, don't even reply. Oh, so what was that? Someone over there? Uh, be right back. You start, we'll help at the it's end. It's fine. This, this is NPC work, we know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they get back to setting up. I respect her a lot for that. <laughs> so there is an idea for a way you can do that. I just wanted to see if I could manipulate just subtly, just a little, any of the layers within the marble, within the magic, just to feel if I could like flick it and get a kind of a a bad idea. No, I'm not going to do anything. I just want to do something. Feel as if, like, if you if you put your finger on a string of a guitar, you can feel like resistance, but it doesn't make a sound. So you can prang it, and it makes a sound. In case you guys don't know how strings work, yeah. <laughs> this is really complex. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Like, um, if you touch something, for the you benefit can either... of the listeners, yeah. Yeah. Who've never seen or heard of a guitar? <laughs> they don't know what strings are. Hang on, hang on. So, but now I think you've clarified it a little better by pointing out if you touch something, you can feel it. I think that's <laughs> <what> <laughs> will never have touched anything. No. So this is going to be sterling information. They are going to be like, guys, have you heard this new podcast? You can touch <laughs> stuff and feel it. <laughs> have you heard of strings? These are crazy. Yes, but Tristan, which organ senses time? Well, <laughs> you shouldn't have asked, sucker. I'm going to run over, put my detachable trousers back on, put the Velcro on the edges and then go, this one. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked, should I? No. I'm going to drape, drape an arm over Adam. No, you shouldn't, friend. And I'm going to rip off his detachable trousers that I replaced last night. <laughs> Oh, detachable trousers of mayhem. Yeah, so Tristan, when you reach through the harmony and you just, like, kind of poke at it... Not, I'm not poking, I just lay my senses gently upon the string to feel whether I could... Prang! <laughs> uh, Tristan vanishes. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> Why? Why me? Because you keep doing stupid shit! Tristan, you're in shadow. Oh, that's not so bad. And you can, yeah, it's fine. You can see out. It's quite normal. It's just when you tried to touch that, you were immediately thrown into shadow. Huh. 
I'll think on that while you question Enigma. You thought you were in hell again. <laughs> I'm going to stay in shadow for now so these guys panic. Shit. <laughs> 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 Where's he gone? Enigma. <laughs> Tristan's vanished. <laughs> yeah, Enigma doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry's been kind of checking out the trees doing magpie stuff for a little while. And now you can hear this, like, cackling call. And Sorrow emerges chasing another bird that's flying strangely and, like, pecking at it. Yeah. What do you do? Um, I'm going to... Sh- um, I have empathy with him, don't I? Can, how much can I, you know, telepathically find out from him? You feel an intense mixture of hatred or anger and fear. Okay, so I whip out my bow and arrow and just shoot you down. Okay, cool. You don't hassle my magpie. Yeah. And if, if, if you know, if Sorrow thinks it's bad and fearful and horrible, I'm just going to take it down. Or don't take it down completely, just get it in the leg or something, you know, like like cops are meant to do. Okay, so do you actually have called shot? I do have called I shot. Think you might. Yes. This sounds like called shot. Name your target and roll plus dex. Well, I just clicked on cool um, shot, which it wasn't ideal. Um, but it's whatever the hell sorrow is fighting. Yep. Okay. So that's uh, nine. They're hor- hobbled and slow moving. Which, to be fair, that was what I was after. Exactly. So this this works fine. And so it like wings this bird, and it comes fluttering down. And the whole time it's fluttering down, like sorrow is still like flapping after it and pecking at it. Land, so you go over and like intercept it. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of you know how people hold like a budgie. Yeah, and so you you sort of almost have to shove sorrow away. Yeah, this is quite a small bird. It's it's like a blackbird size, but when you look at it, instead of feathers on its chest, it has like fish scales. Ew. And under its chin, it has an eye, in addition to the eyes on its head. Under its chin. Yes, it has a third eye. That was a weird place to put it. It's very weird. It's very weird. It feels profoundly unnatural. But I could still talk to it. Well, that's an interesting question. Because I have wild empathy. It says animals. It doesn't say natural things. Yeah, that is true. So, yes, what do you say? I'm going to be like, Who are you? What are you? I'm being melodramatic because i got budgie in my hand. The response you get is... Field, bell, whisker, stove, cloud, marble. See, it's all about the context. Beard, stone, whisker, slow marble. And, and it's continuing. It's like angle, road, wing, feather. It doesn't feel like there's any sense to it. Yeah, but I've talked to Tristan before. <laughs> oh, your skills were building to this one moment. Yeah. Right. So maybe them words just... Uh, Constructed from lots of different places because maybe the bird is constructed from lots of different places. They're both made of patchwork, both the words and what they signify and the bird itself. Yeah. I've decided that's what it is. Okay, that's fine. That's a good decision. So, yes, this creature, just its communication just seems to be arbitrary words. You can't see a connection between them and anything else. Um... I don't know what else to do with this if I can't do that. Um, I I don't want to... It feels like killing it outright seems mean. Maybe I should tie, like, a sort of leash around it. 
So it could just have it like a kite. <laughs> and maybe it'll lead us to somewhere interesting. In, I, in fairness, I guess you could also ask your friends. I could, could. But who are those chumps? Apart from Tristan, who's gone. We know where he is. Does anyone... Oh, we could... Uh, we need to discern realities on this. Can someone discern some realities? Oh, ah, that's a great... You could discern realities. That would be a great use of your time. I, c I can discern realities, look. Oh, there it is, look. Hooray. I'm discerning some reality. I am not discerning all reality. Okay. You have one question. Mm, now. It's probably a good job you didn't ask Adam because he'd have been like, it's a chaos beast and shot it. <laughs> Although you did try to shoot it in fairness. Yeah, just hobble it. Just took out its toenails and stuff, and it just yeah, or the edge, like the. Just brought it down. Just winged it. Winged it. You see, what here is not what it appears to be. Might be quite interesting because is it something that it does not appear to be? But the answer could be like me, and and like <laughs> no more details. <laughs> I am not what I appear to be, or <laughs> who is in control. I'm going to ask what here is not what a, what it appears to be, and hope Ben's generous with his answer. <laughs> no, I, the creature in your hand appears to be a strange amalgam of different types of creature. The chin-eyed beast, and that's exactly what it is. Right. It is neither one thing nor another. This creature is not part of nature. And it doesn't know what it is. And you think that that's why Sorrow hates it. It's not that this is not what it appears to be. It is what it appears to be. But what it appears to be is very strange. Right. And it, it isn't a construction of nature. It's uncanny valley for birds. It's uncanny valley for birds. It's uncanny valley for the ranger. Yeah, it's pretty. But also, it appears to be a single creature. And always has been. It's not like sewn together. It always has been, but this is where you think that it might be some, something other than what it appears to be. Because you remember when you earlier when you were all looking through Kellek's journal, it mentions nature shifts and is twisted by the presence of the Canavir. Ah. This bird turns freaky when Canavir are near. I'm going to mutter that under my breath and hope someone catches up catches to it like she's saying something really important yeah, what was that what was that <laughs> what? nothing <laughs> what did you say something no no just uh, just muttering to myself and it was like i need to convey something important but i absolutely cannot ever give any useful information to my adventuring friends <laughs> exactly i was being enigmatic and hoping people were paying do, attention just say something enigma no okay <laughs> no just you know prodding at this Lizard eyeball beast thing that's probably here because the Feyenoord or something. What's that? No, nope, I'm just going to hold this thing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, Enigma's curry pick holding a weird creature of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got a weird creature of chaos. Anyone fancy a kebab? What is that? Where did you get that? Sky. The bird is saying flame, whale, sun, branch, machine, window. It says flame, whale, branch, machine, window. Hmm, interesting. And just as carved endless stream of contextless words. I think it's taken the reader's idea of language too far. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that enigma? Some wacky bird? Wacky bird. Okay. Great, thanks for that. Um... <laughs> well, well done, found a bird. Am I going to actually have to say outright? <laughs> <laughs> wacky bird, nature's fucked. 
Fay. I mean, it just looks like a bird. Oh no, she's caught the same way of talking the bird has. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say that the Fay are near? Someone's stuck down the well. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why is this bird significant? Because it isn't a bird. Look, has got an eyeball on his chin. No one seems bothered by this eyeball on the chin thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you don't get much of a chin when you've got a beak anyway. Maybe it's just a boil. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. That's really weird. What does that mean? You're the ranger. Could you elaborate? It means the fae are near. They're doing something to nature. They're twisting it. Why does it mean that? This is not natural. It's got a chin on its eye. Chin. Eye. Hi, Jin. I like that she keeps stuffing it in people's I faces. She's <laughs> like, look at this dude! <laughs> she kind of like every time she does it, she's like having to like bat Sorrow away, who's still trying to murder it. Sorrow really hates this thing. And magpies can be vicious. One of them left half a mouse in my garden. Uh, okay, I turned to Percy. I like so two arms. It's got two legs. And I think it I think the eyeball is the issue, isn't it? <laughs> It also has, like, fish skin on its chest instead of feathers. Oh, right. It, does, it is a weird bird, though. Not really a bird. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if fish. it's a two-arms thing, is it? It's, I mean, Enigma's caught it. We could probably just put it in a bag and, you know, problem solved. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot more of this. Remember that tree that Tristan <laughs> leant against and bent back really far? I knew it felt unnatural yeah. at the time. <laughs> I say from shadow, the, my voice echoing round the heavens. Is is this thing familiar? Is this thing familiar to you, Adam, from your your, your previous experiences? Uh, this isn't how it manifests in your world. No, but what we saw, what we saw in the past, like was that they they like Absolutely. meld things together and and. Warp, yeah. Uh, warp natural beings and people into different shapes, this is right? Neater. Yeah. So you saw this much more in the past. It's not your from your time as much, but yeah, certainly. In general, the wildlife you have found in our world in the last thirty seconds you've been here, is it similar to the wildlife in your world? For example, this Ooh, magpie. Is it like the magpies in your world? Yes. That is a entirely great question. On, yeah, entirely down to you, Pete. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Well, I I assume that we need to hang around here whilst that forge is uh, is cranking out something for for us to use. Um, are you? I, I I feel like this, but um, this means something that's perhaps I'm not quite getting because all I'm seeing is a weird looking crow. Like you, so. What the phase near? What, what what's that mean? That's well, they're starting to twist nature in ways that, you know, we're approaching this big old, you know, exciting point, and they're obviously kind of trying to fight us or change the world themselves. Okay, yeah. Oh, you meant more existentially near than physically near. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think we'd we'd had some other indications of that, hadn't we? Uh, with somebody tracing Andy Ambithorax. Andy Thorax. Andy Thorax. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's the one who like uh, Andy. Andy Thorax. He's, he's head of the uh, subdivision. You know, he's uh... yeah. 
<laughs> He's in charge of the Excel reports. He gets a real bad rap on social media. <laughs> Due to terrible mix-ups all the time. He runs an orthodontist. Um, that's the ironic thing. <laughs> Crowd of teeth, it's called. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, but perhaps then it's it's an indication that uh, that time is marching on, and we need to uh, we need to press on with our plans. But if that that's all it means, then I, I don't think it alters anything. We need to hang around for this forge to be constructed because um, we want to get uh, our little spyglass or whatever it is she's going to construct from that. Then we can have a look at your uh, what's going on in your place, um, and then we can press up to the. Uh, to Arashar in the north um, and get some reinforcements. I think that's that's what we need to do, isn't it? Ellen is directing Aramanthe bringing up some sacks of charcoal, but when you're talking about this, she says, do I hear you earlier talking about the uh, the thing in Arashar? Yeah. The Antikythera? Yeah. Yeah, I've got some papers on that for you. Papers? Oh, okay. Let's have a look. Uh, yeah, and Shikar goes down to tent, comes back with a big, long scroll case. She says, It's addressed to Percy, Tristan, Jasmine, Banbury, question mark? Don't know who Jasmine is. <laughs> I give Enigma a look like, Can't what? believe you put my name on there. <laughs> uh, from Saffron, the Princess Saffron. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Oh, I think I remember who she is. <laughs> and she pulls out this uh, big roll of multiple sheets of carefully drawn diagrams of the Antikythera and various angles and like measurements. And then on the front of it, carved clipped to the front, is a message saying, I think you may get something useful from these diagrams, but. I thought I could give you a quick, easy summary. What I've derived with the information you've given me and certain word that I've received more recently from ancient texts in the Iron Church is that each band and marker represents different things in different contexts, which is why we've sometimes got useful predictions from it, but often incomplete. I believe we have a more complete picture. As you can see from diagram four, Fire is now rising, and as it does so, the elements of earth and sky are weakening. What has been harder to measure until recently is that it is not only changing, it is changing with increasing pace. The acceleration, however, is constant, and this leads me to believe that there is a point of convergence beyond which the object will not exist. If this is correct, that point will fall around Midwinter's Day, which is about two months from now. Mm, that's probably not ideal, is it? <sighs> Beyond that point, the Antikythera gives no information. How long does it take us to get back up there, then? You could probably get up in four weeks, three or four weeks. That's all right, then. We've never taken on a journey it's taken us way longer than we expected before <laughs> we need some of those magic transporter horses or, or it depends whether my theories about the shadow and hell are going to be allowed <laughs> so your plan is. is the key we'll come to that in a minute you're building this world with us 
Ellen's kind of glancing over and she says, really interesting, isn't it? Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I guess that we always thought that it was counting down to some form of convergence, but we thought more recently that it was counting down towards the, the deal that we made, but I, I guess it's going to hit this point first, perhaps, uh, from what she's saying there. So I think we need to be in place with a force to at that particular time to beat back down the the march of fire, or at least stave it off, uh, so that that our little conclave can uh, take place. And it says it does look if you if you look at these uh, equations, you can see here, and she points at several pieces of extremely complicated notation that you have no idea what it means. Hmm. Um, says that the forecasts get a little more unstable as you get closer to that point. It seems to show some changes in the fortunes of the different elements as that approaches or at that point but because the inputs are so variable it's hard to get an accurate read on it we may find more if we're there closer to the time hmm i'm going to get going on this anyway and she heads over to where the forge is now actually starting to look a little bit forgy they're blocking around an area for the coals and everything um, but yes, so you have these notes and it looks like you have maybe less time than you thought to prepare for the end of whatever is indicated by the Antikythera. Yeah. Um, ask Ellen, how long is this likely to take, this, uh, like crafting this thing? I've got a good supply of resources, so I should be able to have it ready for you tomorrow. Oh, that's, that sounds perfect. Okay, fine. We will hang on for that then. I think... I hope it... I'm confident we can make it work. I hope it will work for you. Tristan, do you show up out of shadow at any point? (laughs) (laughs) You're just hanging out there. Yeah, I mean, I can do. I was going to just test some stuff. Uh, Well, going forwards, um, because I feel like the... A combination of the hell and shadow realms that time worked slightly differently i wanted to work out whether or not i feel like i've basically just been watching this whole conversation can i look out of the shadow realms i feel like with the hell description and with the shadow realms it's almost like there's little rifts and tears and pockets that i can kind of peek through (laughs) but i'm also wondering if i can kind of i want to see if i can exit like five or ten seconds in the past is there going to be some kind of leeway with time in the shadow realms and whether i can kind of at the moment early stages i want to just kind of at the beginning of the conversation that we've just had (laughs) why would you want to exit five seconds in the past so that you're always five seconds behind us (laughs) no just so i can find (laughs) out whether or not i see you (laughs) it'll be like Walking up that hill all over again, you have to leave a note. <laughs> yeah. Every time we go around a corner, we're like, did anybody just... Nah. <laughs> no, this isn't that. This is me trying to understand and work out the different rifts that I can see within the realm of shadow. It's almost like you've got a blanket, or imagine a, a pair of curtains, and I'm only referencing this because this is what the kittens did, <laughs> and it's like there's millions of pinpoints where the kittens had climbed up the curtains, and only at night time did I find out that... 
In fact, it had let loads of sunlight in. Oh, no, it wasn't nighttime because that wouldn't have told me that information. <laughs> when I closed the curtains to stop the sun, it was just pockmarked with thousands of little holes. Constellation. I was like, you little buggers. <laughs> sort of just, it's almost like I'm, I'm peep showing through these little cracks. What you're seeing is that time passes in the shadow realm generally at much the same rate it does outside. You can pass through it very fast, but you can't see a way to pass into a different part of your own time. Okay. There might be a way to slow your progress through it. The effect of that, however, would be that you came out at the same time, but six, 10 seconds older. <laughs> Not that you came out 10 seconds earlier. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Because I, I feel like I get glimpses. Ten Maybe it's that there's there. lots of glimpses. Because <laughs> almost time's almost irrelevant in the Shadow Realm, but it but you can't pass through yet to a time that has been or forward into the future. You that's can't, fair. No. Yet. I cannot yet. That's fair, that's fair. That is true. You absolutely can't yet. You should go to an area of the future when you can. Yeah. Oh my god, she's got a <laughs> she's got a humdinger of an idea. Um, I'll just step out then I'll be like ah sorry guys I thought I was about to go back in time didn't work <laughs> you I was going to wow you by saying forward in time. Tristan's back oh yeah guys I've just come back from the future there's a crazy uh, Enigma's about to find this crazy reptile bird yeah we've got it here <gasps> it worked <laughs> no it, um, it's something I'm playing with okay there's two other things I wanted to do one was see if I can reharmonize that bird to be a normal bird again and two I'm going to ask Ellen to make something to amplify my magic so that I can take people into the shadow realms slash do a mass heal basically some, some sort of nonsense I don't think the bird was ever not a weird ass bird. I don't know. That's how I understood it. Let's find out. Okay. So Tristan picks up this bird, and he seeks to return it into harmony. Like harmonically, it is weird. It is not harmonic yeah. at all. You, wait, I can't use my previous good roll of a thirteen. No, because that was before. Yeah, well, that was a whole different thing. thing. This is Fine. an entirely different action. You're describing... Uh, I haven't accidentally crushed the bird, but I haven't done as much as I was <laughs> no, hoping. No, it just sounds like something off Lake Junction on Radio 3. Oh, wait, that was a discern realities. No, that wasn't. It was straight charisma. It's the same role. Oh, yeah, good, good, good. So... I'm not taking the put you on somebody's radar option. Okay, there is a backlash. No. Your exploration reveals an unwelcome truth, or you draw unwelcome attention. I'm going to reveal the unwelcome <laughs> truth. Those are great. <laughs> the unwelcome truth is you are the weird fish bird <laughs> <laughs> that's what the shadow realm is it just turns me into weird fish birds all the time or the real gold was a weird fish bird we found along the way <laughs> <laughs> the real 2000 gold was the real fish bird <laughs> the unwelcome truth I was never earning 2,000 gold every time I cast a spell. <laughs> no! The eyeballs on chins are the most practical of all eyeballs. Yeah, it's a good eyeball. Yeah, so you can feel it. You try and reharmonize it. But what happens instead is you feel the discord within it is a new discord of the world. 
Oh, this shit. is absolutely the beginning of something. center i'm not feeling very icy today That's this is okay. like when we'll i went there. to that larp event and just felt like i was Stuart walking around in weird clothes and everyone's like oh shanks good to meet you and i'm like oh we're a bunch of dickheads what are we doing here <laughs> <laughs> the art of larp is yep. to ignore the feeling of being a dickhead oh, in a field yeah. that's what i'll be doing yeah, this weekend to- Oh it would be good to go the if it was on Friday full of virus. And if I could have And LT. <laughs> and if it wasn't Last... like a weather warning for thunderstorms all weekend. Yeah, yeah. There are a number of reasons why it might be troublesome. <laughs> I'd like to have gone to the gathering. The last gathering we went to was really good. But that's when Empire was kind of like, hey, we're the shiny new thing, and LT was like, shit, we should put some effort in. Don't know if they kept up with that anymore. <laughs> they really haven't. I'll tell you. Oh, well, you one, how do you know you've been? <laughs> yeah, I, shut up, Ali. I'm, I'm hearing rumours from no one because no, we're recording. The last G was really good. No, I've I've heard that they really upped their effects budget to uh, dropping a bin lid on the floor. And then yeah, putting it back that was on the good. Bed. That was good. <laughs> I enjoyed that. What? Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I wanted in my lap. To challenge yeah. people's imagination. Like the time exactly. when you were bombing from your spaceship. Yeah, that again was oh, also so good. good. I wasn't even there and I loved that. The thing about LARP oh, events is so um, good. they're inherently ridiculous. I don't go to LARP events yeah. because I want to yeah. be emotionally moved. And I kind of look down yeah. upon people that, that do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that time when Jackals when everyone was crying for about oh, an hour. Right. Everyone yeah, was like, I'm so no. sad. And I'm like... Guys, they were nobodies. Stop that! I'm very aware of what I'm doing at a LARP event, Mm. and I I, I think it's okay to acknowledge that. (laughs) It's completely. You also have to fight that to pretend to cry for an hour. (laughs) You also have to fight that urge because otherwise you just oh you share the look with someone that is the real oh should we leave? Should we go? Should we just go? Sneak out? Are these people genuinely upset? I. I'm, I'm worried that they yeah. are, and then it's like time out. And it's like brilliant event, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that, that said, was, that was when what you, you came first... there for to cry in a field. Yeah, but when you first arrive and you can smell the fires and you can hear conversations <laughs> fighting in the distance and like wood smoke drifting on the breeze, that was the yeah. greatest, most exciting feeling. That was why we did it. It was so good. Yeah, especially the little bit after you worked out where your camp was and that your friends were somewhere around and they weren't all off doing a ritual already yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. And you could... Uh, yeah. that Meeting all of you guys was basically the reason LARP was awesome. 
Yeah, so Other than good. that, what a stupid hobby. We what could, a stupid we just hang out in the field, hobby. Guys. I used yeah. to wear a helmet that looked like an actual dick on my head. Oh, yeah. Speaking of helmets, did you ever remember when you were like, hey, Stuart, do you want to buy this helmet? And I was like, it actually looks really cool, but no. Do you still have that helmet or did you ditch it? Who was that? Win. Um, you had a pretty cool helmet. Which one was that? I don't. I think you stopped wearing it. You had a cool sort of. It, it was shaped to your head, but it actually was quite cool and I didn't look like an idiot in it. And I think you were going to sell it. Mm, I think I still use that one. Okay, brilliant. Well, I'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> what you need right, right, is to take not. the one you've already got, Stu, and paint it kind of pinky red. Pink? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Um, so I was amazed at how stupid I looked in a cloak. Didn't didn't see that one coming. Genuinely, I was like, I'm gonna look so cool. I look like an absolute tool. <laughs> it's actually a lot harder to look cool in a cloak than it, they would have you believe. Surprisingly yeah. hard, yeah. That was like it's my first LARP lesson was like cloaks get caught on everything, like thorns, yeah. like bushes, yeah. you're wearing your own clothing, your weapons, you trip up yeah. on them all the time. Anytime you're trying the to get worst. up off the ground, you're treading <laughs> oh, on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know one you fashion pull thing yourself that's backwards. happened for Empire, and I think it's because like the weather was so bad for so many, you'll notice that all people in Empire have a three-quarter length cloak. It's very oh, much really? a fashion yeah. trend. Your cloak goes no lower than your knees, length. and it's, it's yeah. good. <laughs> Uh, and also, like you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to be a cool, shady character with my hood up, and then you're like, I have no peripheral vision. Yeah, if I literally can't see anything. <laughs> it would be so easy so to weird, die in this it? situation. Yeah. Which is really? like people watch movies and wouldn't understand. Where we can watch a movie and be like, that dude couldn't see jack shit in that cloak. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they wearing that chainmail in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the things I, I have when I'm watching like Wuxia type shows and they're like they're like standing in this carved bamboo forest in their pristine white robes. I'm like, those robes will be yeah. very muddy by now. <laughs> there is no way they'd have stayed white. Unless they mm -hmm. have magic skills. <clears throat> magic skills of cleaning. I assume they have magic like the, these guys are like super good magicians, but they just use it all on keeping their clothes clean. Yeah. Um, yes, Tristan does it and it works I, I respect that choice so hang on I, I was just getting ready to go and then there's a burp coming I can feel it uh, I don't want that to crash my intro when I know that Ali's going to somehow kill it anyway what? she does every time, Whoa. Every time. I've got a lot of very interesting there. things to say <laughs> And it's and important like that say, said right now. It's important they said just as I, after I said welcome. Okay, good. <clears throat> yes, Peter. Welcome. Well, oh no, it was me, <laughs> I apologise, Alison. I shouldn't have done that. Continue. You should have done that in a Scouse accent. <laughs> and I am Stuart, and I play Kristen. Well, now you have to put the bit in about. Yeah, now we have to cut to out do. my actual intro. People are like, Jesus, what's wrong with Tristan tonight? <laughs> he has had a lot to drink. Stu, is your mic going through? Oh, have we already covered this? Like, you sound uh, weird. Yeah, 
Stu sounds fine. awful because he's not using the right microphone. <laughs> yeah, actually, Stu, because the backup is running, it probably How's is that? worse. That sounds so oh, much clearer. Very clear. How's Just that? Like a million yeah, times Well, better. that took me like two seconds, so joke's on you, okay? <laughs> joke's on you. Yeah, we're all laughing now. Um, uh, uh, uh. Did Adam just mention the marble thing out loud or describe it? Or was no, that Ben telling yet. Adam? That's not yet. Okay. Ben reminding not, me. Not yet. Okay, cool, cool. Good to know. Not yet. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh, Still playing on um, your mind, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about it until right now. Playing like a one-finger piano. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, but what you may be able to do is, like, <laughs> at the very least, open like open a window onto your time from the realms of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I like to think yeah, Tristan was shit. doing that in, in real life. <laughs> 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 oh, just just trying to open Adam. like a bag of crisps, really. <laughs> 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 um, well, there's two things oh, I can think of. That. One... <laughs> I genuinely didn't think it was going to do that. It's you opening. Just one of beer, like... one of lemonade. I'm a, I'm a gentleman of class. <laughs> I didn't expect it to actually go. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Jesus, <clears throat> it's off the scale. Yes, Tristan. What, what was her name? Ellen. No, I'm asking her. What was her name? Um, Ellen. <laughs> Chatting her up. Um, no, don't get but, killed. I mean, yes. <coughs> yes, make us some stuff before we sleep together and then, long story short, you'll have a great life. Beard, stone, whisker, slow marble. Man, that test Trump did was hard. Marble. <laughs> Man, woman, camera. <laughs> Maybe he was a genius after yeah, all. Like, oh, that was a strange angle. time. Jesus. It's not like those weird ones they have in Sweden that look like they're from like Victorian London. <laughs> They've been up a chimney for a bit. They probably look after orphans, that kind of thing. They have, they're, they're, they're actually the same. They just have a top hat on and a monocle. So, well, certainly how I, I remember the, it, that's what they look like. I don't think the Victorians were that good at looking after their orphans, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I'm thinking they <laughs> quite, more made them into a gang the and, they, and they pickpocketed. They definitely oh, look a lot true. more like they would pickpocket, whereas the ones around here just leave dead mice. 